हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 14 वर्कर्स एंड पीस एंड मूवमेंट्स इन इंडिया एंड आवर टॉपिक इज मूवमेंट्स ऑफ रूलर पुअर इन द पोस्ट कॉलोनियल इंडिया इन इंडिपेंडेंट इंडिया इट हैज बीन द लेफ्ट पार्लियामेंट्री as well as non parliamentary who have been the main organizers of the peasants mobilization has taken place on different issues like increase in agricultural wages land to the tiller etc and the principal target has been the ruler rich on which mercy the landless laborers and the marginal peasants depend since the established communist accepted the parliamentary form of struggle and almost ensued armed revolt as a form of struggle the independent india has not witnessed any major armed uprising in the countryside except in naxalbari the cpi in the initial years pinned its hope on the congress government for bringing about radical programs to alter the land holding pattern in the countryside as the congress government adopted land reforms in various states the cpi focused its attention on the implementation part of the program the cpi diluted its program and moved further away from its radical strategy when in its congress in 1958 at amritsar it officially adopted a program of peaceful transition to socialism it split in 1964 on primary question of strategy to be adopted but the cpim that was formed as a result of the split in the future years accepted and adopted almost a similar strategy therefore it is due to this the two mainstream communist parties have not taken recourse to non parliamentary method for purpose of addressing the agrarian question in the indian countryside direct struggles in the countryside have been ensured by the mainstream left that has accepted parliamentary form of mobilization and movements through its mass organizations the parties have been organizing and mobilizing the peasants and the agricultural workers on different issues but its areas of struggle strength lies in only a few regions of the country both the mainstream communist parties the cpi and the cpim have formed peasant organizations like the kisan sabha and organization of agricultural laborers for mobilizing the concerned sections and have achieved limited success in kerala west bengal and tripura 
and in some other states. Similarly, CPIM is active in Bihar and has formed its peasant front. The Bihar Pradesh Kisan Sabha BPKS which is active in many of the districts of Bihar including those districts which are now in a new state of Jharkhand. Organizing the rural poor and also the middle peasants by taking up issues which affect them. The non-parliamentary left for example the Marxist Coordination Committee MCC or the People's War Group PWG has been mobilizing the ruler poor in states like Andhra Pradesh, Bihar, Jharkhand, Orissa and Punjab and using violence as a strategy to address the question of the rural poor. Hence the communists in the country had met with limited success in the, in the countryside. In the next part of the section we turn to the Naxal Bari peasant uprising led by a faction of the CPIM that took place in the country after independence. Now let us discuss the Naxalbari peasant uprising. The Naxalbari peasant uprising that occurred in the northern part of the West Bengal is last of the major uprisings India has witnessed. It took place in post-colonial India and was led by a faction of the CPIM. The two most prominent leaders of the CPIM who disagreed with the official position of the party and led the movement were Kanu Sanyal and Charu Mazumdar. It had erupted in the foothill of the eastern Himalayas in West Bengal in a place called Naxalbari falling within the subdivision of Siliguri in Darjeeling district. It is in Naxalbari, Kharibari and Fasindeva, the three police station area where the movement took a militant turn. The reason is different from that of the whole of the West Bengal because within it there exist numerous tea plantations and large proportion of tribal population. Tea plantations have developed along the lines of a plantation economy whereas the tribal population in this region include the Santhals, Rajbansis, Oranos, Mundas and a small number of Teri Gorkhas. It is because of the combination of these two factors that the whole region has a history of land disputes in West Bengal. The landless peasants in this area had since long claimed that their land were being encroached by the tea estates and also by the rich peasants. Thus it is because of this 
peculiarity the Naxalbari area had witnessed a number of peace and disputes led mainly by an indigenous peace and leadership and not by the outside middle class leaders. The agrarian revolt arose in the month of April 1967 after the formation of the new government in West Bengal in which CPIM was a major partner. The movement continued till June in full swing in the whole Siliguri sub subdivision. Kanu Sanyal, the leader of the movement, specified ten great tasks, which included inter-alial land, which was not owned and tilted by peasants themselves, was to be redistributed. Peasants were to burn all legal deeds and documents unequal agreements between the money lenders and the peasants were to be declared null and void. Hoarded rice were to be confiscated by the peasants and distributed among the peasants. All jyotidars to be tried and sentenced to death etc. He, argue, he urged the peasant to arm themselves with traditional weapons. The high point of the movement was reached in the month of May, forcibly occupation by the peasants took place and according to the government sources there were around 60 cases of forcible occupations, looting of rice and paddy and intimidation of and assaults. The leaders of the movement claimed that around 90% of the peasants in the Siliguri subdivision supported the movement. The movement came to a halt when under central government pressure the West Bengal police entered the region and swept the area. Cases of killing of landlords were carried out on later as a part of the annihilation strategy. The movement spread to other areas of the state and elsewhere in Bihar and Andhra Pradesh later in the form of Naxalite movement. Thus, the Naxalbari peasant uprising had far-reaching consequences in the independent India. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.